Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Did you just say that? This might get me fired. That might get you fired. You're listening to This Might Get Me Fired with Chizzy and Crystal. Hello, and welcome to This Might Get Me Fired. I'm your host, Crystal. And I'm Chizzy. We have a lot to talk about today, but first, don't forget to click subscribe and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcast, and make sure to share this podcast with friends. So, I'm very proud of us. It's only been a week. (laughs) We're back on schedule, back on track. What's been up with you, Crystal? Girl, so I'm officially single, single. Um... (laughs) I mean, I've been single, but I have always had guys that I text okay. if, like, I'm bored or if I want a little somebody to, like, big me up. They might be the one that gets the selfie mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like that. However, I just, like, randomly on Saturday decided, like, I'm going to block the one guy that's that guy that I always go back to. Is it your friend? What friend? Uh, you know who it is. school. Yeah, okay. it's him. You're gonna block him? <laughs> I already did it. Oh, wow. And I actually sent him a text message. I was like, hey, um, I just don't think we should talk anymore. I wish you the best. And then I, I'm going to block you. <laughs> and then I blocked him. <laughs> like, I didn't even give him time to respond. I just did it. And so now, like, when I say I'm single, single, I mean, there's no man in my life that I would entertain or be sexually active with. In any way. Like, that's what I mean by, like, single, single. And I feel like a lot of women, like, yeah, you're single, but there's that guy that, like, you're flirting with all the time or whatever. Like, no. My deck is clear. Mm. So, that's what I mean. So, that's, like, a big step. That is a big step. What do you think about that? I'm, like, shook, first of all. Like, (laughs) because y'all were just so entwined that I just, I didn't see that coming. And that's why I have to let him go. I just realized, like, he's part of my scarcity mindset Mm. if I'm keeping it 100. Like, even though he's never going to give me what I want, yeah. right? But still just having him always makes it easier for me to not go for, like, what I really want, if that makes sense. Like, he's true. a very easy way to kind of have an out. And so it's wild. And it's especially, I know he's probably like, what the hell? Because the day before he had FaceTime me, like, you know, we talk often. And, like, right. we're friends, but we've also had moments of intimacy. So, but as we speak, I'm I'm gonna mute somebody who might be that for me. I'm in my phone right now. Let me mute an archive. <laughs> Only because, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, we're about to start a new year, and yeah. I just don't have time to like. I just don't have time, and I guess to be honest and transparent, like, I just look at all my friends that have really made the decision to date and made the decision to like put themselves out there and it's paying off for them. Mm. Me, I'm passive about it and just not really like committed to it. And I think like, I see what that gets me, you know, like living in my comfort zone saying, oh, I don't online date. I don't this or that. It's like, that's cute, but it's 2020. And like (laughs) the reality is like things have moved to online dating. Things have moved. You have to put yourself out there. So part of that is letting go of what makes it easy for me not to put myself out there. That's true. That's very valid. It's like you're burning the ships, right? Exactly. (laughs) You've made it to this island. You've made it to this land and you're going to have to settle or die and survive or die. So I completely support that. Exactly. I'm burning the ships. And so that is one big thing. Um, Also, I feel like we both have experienced this, but like this year, I've just kind of decided not to celebrate holidays in the way that I traditionally would. 
And not only have I decided, but I also feel no shame in saying I've decided not to, you yeah. know, previously in the past, like I would make up excuses or like avoid phone calls from my family to try to get out of it. And this time I'm just like, I just don't want to. <laughs> I'm still making excuses. <laughs> thank, well, not thank you, COVID, because <laughs> I'm still making excuses. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, some years I'm so into it. Like, last Thanksgiving, I was all about it. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's like, I just don't want to. And I I know sometimes, unfortunately, that does come from grief of, like, losing a parent. I just, for me, holidays haven't hit the same since. Right. And, like, Sometimes, like, and then, too, I don't have, like, siblings or anything. So, I'm typically going to, like, my aunts, who I love dearly. But it's just not the... Not the same. It's not the same. I, and I know it. Right. So, it's just, like, it's okay if you don't feel like doing it. And and I feel like after COVID, um, I'm still going to... Outside of, like, going to see my siblings, which I personally just enjoy anyway, if I'm not doing that, honestly, I'd rather just travel. Like, I honestly feel like after COVID, like, if I don't have my own family or I not, I'm deciding not to see my siblings that holiday, I might just start taking trips. Because it's like, I don't want to do the whole holiday at my mom. I just, it's just not enjoyable for me. And so, I don't know. I, I understand sometimes, like, maybe if there's a time where, like, we're all getting together for whatever, like, okay. But I just, I, I feel like I'm at this stage also with you where it's like, I don't want to subject myself to things I really don't want to do and that don't bring me joy and that I... I really, it's like a pain point. I just don't feel like we should have to do that. And then too, it's for me just like not um, feeling like it's rooted in singleness. Because Mm. also too, I always try to be mindful of the fact like, are these feelings rooted in the fact that you're single and trying, but at the same time, I'm like for this, I'm like, so what if it is? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what if this is what is rooted in the fact that I don't have kids yet? I don't have a family yet. Because those are all true things that possibly do impact the way that I view the holidays because as you get older it's like I'm buying gifts for the babies really that's it you know like Mm -hmm. and they're not even my babies I love them and like they're cute but you know so it's just like I was at first like oh if this is rooted in singleness then you need to get over it and just go but then I was like actually no I don't right like you're able to still make your own choices exactly very very valid very very valid now what's up with you girl who even knows uh last week between last week and now just had a really rough work week so trying to like work through that trying to work through having like peace um with like a lot of pressure and Mm -hmm. you know um also um just really trying to I guess figure out what I really want how I'm gonna get my goals like just really trying to do some like personal deep dives um I'm trying to think one thing that happened recently is one of my friends from high school passed, and she was young. She passed of colon cancer, and so that in itself, like, dealing with that grief and that shock, and then also that kind of pushing me to, like, am I making every day count? Am I really, like, living? Am I really, like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I doing with my life? Am I happy with where I am and what I'm doing? And if not, like, what changes can I make? I feel like that's, I'm kind of in an introspective space there. No, that makes total sense because I didn't even know this young lady, but obviously she seemed, and it's clear she was a wonderful woman. And just, it hit me as well, like, because, you know, although I've dealt with, like, a lot of death in these past years, it has always been older people. Mm. And so when you just see people that are your age and you know, like, you had just scratched the surface of the woman that you were going to be, it's just, like, it's a gut punch, and it just kind of makes you definitely do stock. I mean, I think um, (laughs) last night and the night before, like, once y'all shared that with me, I was 
also like, what am I doing with my life? If some, if I got that news tomorrow, mm-hmm. how would I feel about the life that I'm living, the choices that I'm making, what I'm allowing to consume my time? Right. It's just so hard because it's like, and the part of me is like, I kind of, because I still am able to be here and breathe and do all these things that I know she would have wanted to do, I want to go hard. I want to go hard. I want to go all out in life. I want to not, and then also, it's crazy how grief will make you discover different things. Because I was talking to Jaja about um, the fact that, like, I kind of realized that because of the grief I've lived with and the loss I've lived with, it, it kind of bleeds into my dating life where I'm more apprehensive and more protective of myself and my heart because I don't want to um, have to, like, so with my family, I already love them. I have no choice in that. You know, with my close friends, I've had them for years, right? That's already there. But it's like when you go into a, a romantic relationship, you're opening your heart up to be broken. And that's always <laughs> been <laughs> that's always been a huge fear of mine. Um, loss and abandonment is a huge issue with me. And so I feel like part of part of my um, reason that I'm so like people always, you know, whenever I'm talking to guys like why when was your last relationship? Why have you been single for so long? Why haven't you been in that many relationships? And I mean, there's several reasons, but I feel like one of them is like, I'm very protective of myself. And like, as soon as I see something that I'm like, that might not be it. Um, sometimes it's usually is valid, right? But like, I'm very afraid of like, putting my heart in a position to be destroyed because I've already dealt with loss. And I, so I, it's like, I kind of don't want to sign up for voluntary loss, but I'm still trying to balance that with like, what we were saying, like, even with the grief that we're feeling, I wouldn't take back knowing her for the world, right? Like, even the grief I felt losing my dad, I wouldn't take back knowing him for the world. So it's like um, not focusing on the pain and focusing on the joy of the experience, the joy of the connection. I mean, yeah, I think that's totally understandable. And it's crazy, too, because I don't think I necessarily had that issue from grief from losing my mom. But like, now I have the opposite issue of like because I have loved somebody like a romantic partner and really saw a future with him. Now it's so hard as well to like try to do that again, you know, like because you do so you sign yourself up for the possibility of it not working. Right. But I look at every other area of our lives and what we've regretted most is the chances that we didn't take. What we've regretted most, like, is the things that we didn't do. And so it's the same way for dating, right? Like, I'm so glad I bought a house. I don't right. know what's to come. Like, right. I trust God. I believe in him. But tomorrow I could lose my job and it could all, you know, that savings that I have could run out. And I could be out here getting evicted from this home or foreclosed on. But I'm still not going to regret the fact that, like, hey, I bought a house. Like, I did it. And I'll do it again. That's the thing, too. Like, so many things, like, I got kicked out of college. And guess what? I licked my wounds, got my shit together, and I went back. And guess what? I graduated and was more successful than a lot of people. So, it's like, Mm -hmm. you just have to have that mindset. Even with dating, right? Like, yeah. And the reality is that it's another person. And that's what makes it hard. Is that girl? Girl. Listen. And I'm like, that's also the thing. And we, it's usually like a stranger, right? Yeah. Like, it's usually like someone that you don't even have like this great foundation, this great like, oh, I know you're a wonderful person. You're really going to try. No, like it's usually someone who's like, I don't really know like your character over the long term. I haven't seen you over the last 10 plus years. So yeah. It's like, I'm kind of going into this on blind faith. that Like yeah. this might be, 
good, but like it also might be terrible. <laughs> like, and I think that's totally understandable, especially because we are people that struggle with anxiety, mm-hmm. and we also are people that are checklist people in the sense of like me and you, we set goals, and it might take us a while, but we always end up accomplishing them. Right, and we tend to be very like introspective about things that are in our control and make sure that we're working towards the right things but with dating it's like this person no matter what i can't control them that that is so true (laughs) they might wake up tomorrow and decide they don't love me anymore i've had that happen it's heartbreaking but am i going to sit on the sidelines for the rest of my life no i got to get in there so that's that's a great point that's a great point but I yeah, I rather have lived out life and and really did what I wanted to do, and like end it without regrets. Even though there's certain things I wish hadn't have happened, than like be on the sidelines because even things that like like for instance, as silly as it sounded, I really if it was not for COVID, I wouldn't have gotten a dog unless I was married, right, or had a house. But usually, like married is what I saw myself when I got a dog. I'm so happy I got a dog. Yeah. Like, no, it's one of those things, like, I have no regrets. And I just, so in my mind, did not see that for me. And so I just really want to do things that I want to do and not let certain things inhibit me. The fear of, you know, doing certain things alone or the fear of, you know, like, even buying a Christmas tree. So, like, <laughs> for whatever reason, I went to the nursery and I got a Christmas tree. It's not, like, a full-grown tree, but it's, like, it's a decent size, right? Um, and, like... Buying a Christmas tree and decorating it just for myself and just for, like, my own place, it's, like, these little things where usually, like, at least for me, I'm, like, oh, I'm not really going to decorate for Christmas until, like, I have a family because it's just me. And it's, like, I might, like, God forbid, but, like, I could die next year, right? Like, decorate your Christmas tree. Use your fine china. Like, I really am trying to, like, enter into this thing where I'm living my life and I'm not putting it on a hold, you know? Yeah. Even when it comes to weight loss, like, I'm better now at, like, I can't wait until I get to the, like, weight and look I want before I start putting myself out there because it's not necessary for one. I'm beautiful regardless. And I just have to live my life every day that I have the opportunity to because it's nothing is guaranteed. So. Well, good. That's me. Good. So I figured today it would be really fun to kind of recap our 2020, like, 2020 has been such a wild ride, but I think this will just be so fun to have this to look back on and just share the lessons that we've learned, some of the heartaches that we've had, and just kind of do the 2020 rundown. So in pop culture, I thought the first good thing to talk about would be, what was your biggest pop culture shock of 2020? The biggest shock of 2020, it had to be Kobe. I think Kobe and his daughter passing, I just, I don't, I'm trying, and Chadwick, Chadwick and Kobe, but Kobe I think was more tragic for me because of his daughter, but Chadwick was more tragic just because of what he embodied, but those two passings, like I said, grief and loss is huge for me, so those two passings were just like, just so, and it just, it's the suddenness of it, Um, especially for Kobe. Um, just the suddenness of it, just the, like, it just, and I feel like if you grew up, like we did, where, like, you grew up seeing Kobe on TV, he was a larger-than-life, you know, person, right? He was just an emblem, and then to see that just gone, it just, it's terrifying, in a way, so that, for me, would probably be, like, the biggest pop culture shock. What about you? Definitely Kobe as well, but another one that's kind of random and a little bit more lighthearted is Megxit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 
Meghan Markle becoming <laughs> a royal and then dipping like low key in like a year is just <laughs> such a shock to me. Sis came in and was like, I'm not having this. I'm not interested. Harry, pack your things. <laughs> and so I think that was kind of shocking because people were just so excited and so invested in her becoming like a duchess and what that meant for like the multiracial black woman, etc. And the way she just was like, nah, I'm good, sis. <laughs> so that was one shock for me. And then another shock, which shouldn't have been a shock, but it is. It's the fact that Ellen DeGeneres like really got dragged for her mean girl and horrible boss antics. Um, I've always heard that she's super mean. Really? Yeah, like that had been a running thing. But it would be just like one or two people saying it maybe every year or like every two years. And so for all these people to collectively be like, you know what? Let's roast the bitch. <laughs> I thought that was also shocking because, you know, people love Ellen. Right. I don't watch her show, but people. Crazy thing is, I don't even you know, always see clips. Like, exactly. Like, people, who watches? people love Ellen. Ellen loves a feel good story. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, girl, but I mean, clearly she bounced back. The show's still on TV. It ain't no thing. The thing with Megan, <laughs> do you feel like, I kind of feel like Harry was looking for a way out. He was. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was looking for someone or something to, like, help him get out. I feel like it was, like, blink three times if you need an escape route. Like, and I think he chose who he chose partly because he wanted a way out. I totally agree. And I think, too, like, he chose a woman that definitely resembles the qualities in his mother that he really admired. Mm. And I think that, like... Diana was the same way when she realized like how unhappy and miserable she was going to be in her marriage she was ready to make that exit and so I agree I think he knew that he didn't really want to be there long term you know Mm -hmm. and so it worked out for them what do you think was so like what was the thing that was so bad where they're like we can't like we gotta go like (laughs) I mean it's just so much stuff like when you read about the press tapping his phone yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that, no. girl. They're suing, like, some UK tabloids for tapping his phone. Just they really were going. I think getting the letter that Megan wrote to her dad and exposing it, I think that part, Shilly. And then also, I do believe that him and his brother maybe were at odds a little bit about the different ways that things were being handled. Okay. I do believe that. I mean, that's all, like, hearsay. But I do know, like, the tapping of the lines is something that actually they're suing for. So, yeah. Okay, my next question is, what was your favorite show of 2020? And, I mean, you've had a lot of time to watch shows because we've all been in the house. Is it a new one? It could be a new, oldest. 2020, what were you really on? Like, this year, what really was your TV show that really gave you the... Oh, my gosh, girl. What was I in my bag about? This is going to be silly, but, like, I'm really big on, like, Old, like watching old sitcoms like that relaxes me in uh-huh. a way. like I go to sleep watching like my favorite sitcoms so 2020 I think the show I most was in my bag about was The Office because like <laughs> I love The Office watched it several times but like 2020 I watched it a lot not only did I watch it I started listening to The Office Lady podcast which is the podcast people love that yeah I, when I tell you and then there was another podcast that another um, office person came out with on Spotify, which is more behind the scenes of The Office. So I listened to that podcast. So at one point, I was listening to two podcasts about The Office while re-watching The Office several times. So, like, The Office was the show that I was, like, most like, yes, this is my show. But interestingly enough, 
I don't feel like I've watched that much new TV in 2020. Wow. I know. You need to watch The Queen's Gamut. I keep telling you. I mean, it's amazing. It's the highest viewed Netflix show. Really? Come to find out. Yeah. They just put out an article yesterday about it. Why? Um, I mean, it's good. Like, and it's been in the top 10, like, since it came out. It's a good show. It's really, she's a great actress as well. I also do, like, um, and I watch this, like, wait, it's so interesting because, like, early in the pandemic, I felt like I watched a lot of new shows, and, like, I can't even remember all the things I watched, but one that did st- stand out that I am excited for whenever the next season comes out is Blood and Water. Oh, that was a great show as well, it, yeah. I love that it's South African. I love that the people are, like, dark, right. skin, yeah. happy. Like, yeah. it just gives me everything I need. I definitely was going to put that on my list, too, because that is a good one. For me, I said Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King was, like, so crazy. You know I love crazy TV. <laughs> so, Tiger King was just such the pinnacle of, like, craziness. And also the fact that, like, it came out right when we started working from home. <laughs> so, I feel like it just represented 2020 in such a, like, the shit is wild. <laughs> and so is this year. So, Tiger King was definitely one for me. And then also um, The Shy, which is also not a new show. But I started binge watching The Shy during quarantine. Super good show. Oh, I also forgot about P Valley. Yeah, I was gonna say P, P Valley, Valley has to be on your list. <laughs> I didn't put P Valley on my list because I knew you were gonna be put girl, P, P Valley. Valley. I completely forgot, but P Valley girl, P Valley, where the girls down in the valley, where the girls can make it. <laughs> Yo, the way I was tired of hearing, Jizzy. <laughs> You'll randomly be having a conversation with her, and she'll be like, you know, down in the valley. <laughs> and it's like, ma'am, <laughs> I'm tired. Girl, I would be playing the Spotify songs. I'm telling you, she... I, She was in a P Valley, so I'm glad you admitted it, because <laughs> I watched P Valley and thought it was cute. She really committed to P Valley. Oh, I love P Valley. <laughs> It's not okay. One show that I thought I would love more, but this season was a little disappointing. Insecure. Oh, yeah. True. I mean, great, great. Like, there's so much great about the show, the cinematography. Like, the, like so much great about the show. I love the fact that we have a show with just regular blackness, right? But I just was a little disappointed in the writing and the plots this season. Me too, but I'm not going to lie. And I know a lot of people hated it, but I personally loved Molly's storyline with the Asian boyfriend. Mm. I just really think it touched on a lot of things that, like, if you're, like, a highly driven woman, sometimes you have to be mindful of, like, like what? I just feel like so much like her not being the best partner sometimes, her not like being able to be malleable to things when it was time to count, realizing sometimes like, yeah, your opinion is valid. Like it was just a lot of different layers there. And, and I feel like she just was not realistic or practical about certain things. Like, oh, why did I have to see your brother when he's in town? Like, are you dumb? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, but I feel like honestly, I feel like I've heard some of my girlfriends say crazy stuff like that where it's like, Honey, like, this is a partnership. <laughs> and now I'm realizing, like, you have to sacrifice. I hate the word sacrifice, but you have to, like, you you have to sacrifice yeah. sometimes. Or, like, Especially for something that's very important to your partner. Like, yeah. clearly he's close to his brother. So, like, you're silly if you think that that's not going to be something exactly. that you have to be, like, attuned to. Now, okay, my the next topic. What was your artist or CD of the year? This is so hard for me because you know I'm bad. I know, but you, I know you're terrible, so I'll go first. (laughs) First of all, and look at your Spotify 2020. That'll tell you. Mine hasn't come out yet. Does yours come out? Yeah, girl, that means it has to have came out. But um, for me, the first thing is Kalani's 
CD. It was good until it wasn't. Kalani was in her bag. And I'm not even a huge Kalani fan like that. But, y'all, I don't know if anybody else agrees. But I think that that was just a great R&B. Ma'am, we are I'm, on I'm the... I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out how to pull up my, <laughs> my list. Okay, I pulled it up. Okay, go ahead. So, Kalani, I don't know. Please let me know if y'all agree. Like, message me. I don't know where. <laughs> Leave a comment and tell me if you agree <laughs> that Kalani's album was just chef's kiss. Another one that I'm going to give a shout out to is um, Roddy Rich. Please excuse me for being antisocial. Some people might have forgot because Roddy Roddy Rich was definitely before like quarantine really got going. Mm-hmm. But Roddy was running 2020 a little bit. Let me make sure that came out. Of, yeah, it did come out in 2020. He was running 2020 a little bit. Okay, there was some tunes on that. The box was on the radio every single day. And then another one that this is like you're not even gonna know who this person is, okay. but Little Dirk. Oh, I actually have heard of him. Isn't there some issues with him? I mean, he's always the issues, girl. He's a thug. <laughs> and I liked that. <laughs> I like my gangster rappers to be gangster rappers. So, um, Little Dark had a CD called Since Y'all Waited or something. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Little Dark, just because y'all waited. Um, great CD. You should listen to it. I'm going to send you some songs. Okay. But Broke Up in Miami, a bop. Turn Myself In, where he had to turn himself in from a crime, a bop. <laughs> and then last honorable mention, also from Chicago, King Von, R.I.P. King Von. He passed away this year, but King Von was up next. Oh Y'all, that whole LeVon James he put out in 2020, and then Welcome to the O that he put out in 2020, bops. I have been working out to them every single day. He has a line in there. He's like, I'm a hardworking man like a bricklayer. You was something, something like a spectator. And it's like, period. I'm a hardworking bitch like a bricklayer. <laughs> so those are mine. Girl, so the funny thing is if you looked at my playlist, also if the if the sound sounds different, we've adjusted some things. So I realized I was sounding a really like low and like I was like in another room. So I apologize for that. But we move. I'm not re-recording. Um, so like... Let me let me just take you through the first 10 songs on my 2020 recap, okay? Okay. Number one is WAP. Okay. <laughs> Number two is In the Party. Okay. Number three is Waymaker. <laughs> Number four is Oh, Come to the Altar. <laughs> Number five is Surrounded. Number six is Savage Remix. <laughs> Number seven is Never Enough. <laughs> Number eight is Good, Good Father. Number nine is You Wear It Well by RuPaul. And number 10 is Crew Remix. So, you know what? A little classy, but ratchet. I guess you're really living it. I just, I don't, like, if you look through this, it's like you would have no idea who I was as a person. Like, it's all over the place, but none of this is really new music outside of like Wap and In the Party. In the Party, Flo Millie, you yeah. definitely. I definitely love Flo Millie. I definitely love Meg. But I didn't really... I wasn't... I just learned... Well, when did Ariana drop her album? 2020. No, like last week or... No, it's been like a couple of months. I don't know why I didn't listen to it. But I feel like if I listened to that album, I would love it oh, as well. Oh, yeah, you would. So I just need to listen to Ari's new... I mean, Seven Rings is on here because I love Seven yeah, Rings. Yeah, we stay in Ari in this house. We really do. <laughs> um, also, Mulatto. I listen to a lot of Mulatto. But not the albums, just certain singles. Yeah, her I, album's bomb too. But I really liked... A lot of her um, her singles that she was or even things that she featured in I've really really liked it even though she's very problematic but 
still like the music, still listening to is the music. Is she problematic or is her name just problematic? And no, some of the stuff she was it. tweeting because there was Oh, and she called that girl an orangutan. My bad. I rebuke it. Oh, I did rebuke. she? <laughs> what? Was My this bad, recent? Girl. I mean, it was a couple of months ago. But like some of her interviews where she's like, I'm not black or da-da-da. But then later um, she was like, I'm black. And it's like, ma'am. Just not to say you have to like, but it's yeah. like let's let's just let's just stay consistent. Let's just stay consistent. But you know, still I rock with the music. Not 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 rocking with the music, even though I didn't know she called someone a orangutan. But <laughs> we move. <laughs> All right, what's next up? So, what was your favorite social media app of twenty twenty? You already know, girl. My favorite app of 2020 is, it's like a late entrance, right? It, it came in the, in the midnight hour and turned it around, girl. It came in in the fourth quarter and changed the entire game. Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. Honestly, Clubhouse is dropping an IPO and I'm considering investing because the way I'd be on Clubhouse at four or five in the morning, like... Clubhouse is, is something different. And I know Twitter Spaces is coming out. I don't really see it for Twitter Spaces. Um, what's the where? What's how, what do the kids say? She, she's not like the others. She's that, not one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> she is not one of them. That's how I feel about Clubhouse. Like the connections that I've made, the networking, the access that I feel like it can give you if you know how to play your part. And just the random weird conversations. Like we were in a room... Um, the other day, talking about how to get flued out, and like, we're full of like Instagram girls that are also lying, right? <laughs> because some of them, you're clearly an escort. Let's all, let's all stop these games, but whatever, neither here nor there. Um, but just such an interesting, and then 21 Savage jumped in the room, his manager was in there, Keisha Cole was in there. Like, it was just such an interesting room, and like, all the profile pictures were like booties and like... <laughs> No, I definitely see it for Clubhouse. I just don't know how much I see it for Clubhouse after quarantine is over. Really? It's such a time eater. Like, I just don't know if people are going to work a full day of work, like, in an office. I remember when, before Facebook became the way it is now, when Facebook, when we first got on Facebook, people would be on Facebook for hours. I remember we'd go back to our dorm rooms, check our timeline, respond to people. We used to be on Facebook tough. See, yeah. I guess it is right. You know, I'm not really... There's no social media that I'm on that often, except for probably Twitter. I check Twitter the most. True. But, um, I mean, it's definitely good. Like, I do enjoy having discussions with different people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just really important to curate your list. Because my first day out when I was on there, the way I was tired of having diaspora wars. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have to do an episode about that because I am Black American, a.k.a. ADOS. Oh, and Chizzy is Nigerian American. But also, basically, like, she's not ADOS, but she's Nigerian-American. And so, we're going to have to talk about that because I feel like we can have a good conversation that's a little less... Crazy? Inflammatory. (laughs) But still, we do have deferred opinions quite a bit. We do on some points. I just, I hate entering those rooms because I feel like, one, they become echo chambers. Two, like, I feel like unless you have relationships with people, there's certain things that, like... um, You don't understand. You don't understand. And then also, like... If someone says something, like, if you say something, even if it, like, kind of throws me off, like, because I know you, I'm not going to take it in a certain way as if a stranger said it. You know what I mean? So I feel like certain conversations are delicate and complicated and layered, and, like, certain places are not the best place for it. And especially, one thing I don't understand about Clubhouse, why do we keep talking about this every day? Why must we talk about the COVID vaccine every day? Why must we talk about ADOS versus diaspora every day? Like, is no one tired? (laughs) Well, that brings me to my app where there is no discussion. (laughs) TikTok. 
I love TikTok, y'all. TikTok got me through quarantine. I'm going to keep it 100. The way it you had sent me TikTok videos before I was on TikTok, Crystal basically made me get on TikTok. Because the way I would have to click and then go to Safari, click and then go to Safari, because she would send me 10 to 20, not exaggerating, TikTok videos a day. And I joke that, like, TikTok is basically my brain, because anybody that knows me knows I have such random thoughts. So I love the fact that, like, one minute I'm looking at a cute dog and a cat. The next minute I'm looking at somebody build their dream home. The next minute I'm looking at meal prep. The next minute I'm looking at girls talk about boys not being ish. I like that. And it's, like, short, straight to the Quick, point. enjoyable. It's taught me, like, a lot. Not even being funny. Like, I've learned some good t- tips on TikTok. Yep. Um, also, I love the, like, all these random Amazon purchases I've made. Shout out to you, TikTok. So, those are <laughs> Wait, like, what has TikTok made you purchase? Girl, so many things. Those light bulbs. What? TikTok, yeah. <laughs> TikTok has been running my account. <laughs> okay, the next thing, and this is our last question with, like, fun stuff. What was your favorite book of 2020? And I have to put this in here because I'm a big reader. As you know, like, that was something that's randomly happened to me this year. Not even because of quarantine. You don't think? No, I think I just, like, realized, well, because 2019, I used to do audiobooks a lot more, mm-hmm. but then I realized that I wanted to start reading because I felt like my vocabulary and my spelling was starting to lack because I wasn't, like, constantly hearing different terms or, like, reading different words. Mm. So I started actually reading the books, and it's just been such an enjoyable thing for me. Like, I just love to get in bed at night and, and read with the physical, The crazy thing is I'm the opposite. I love... And I have for years, just because one thing is I am a multitasker, but even outside of multitasking, I love audiobooks. And like, I feel like whenever I try, because I am trying to like get through physical books, like I got The Gift of Imperfection and I still haven't finished it. It takes me way longer and it's way harder. I don't know why. Um, But I'm looking through my things to figure out, because I have Libby. Also, plug Libby if people people aren't on No, we're not plugging Libby. You don't want people to get on Libby. (laughs) We're not doing that. Scarcity mindset now. Um, (laughs) I'm looking through my, my, what I've borrowed this um, year. One thing that I started doing more of, or started listening to more of, is... um, I love a good romance novel. Me too. So, I, especially black-centered yeah. romance novel, novels. So, I started getting on those heavy. And they're just so fun and cute. I don't know if I would say that was my best. Um, one thing I also got on this year, um, How to Be Anti-Racist. Is that the one? Yeah. Um, didn't finish it. Need to go back and finish it. But learned a lot in that. And just, it gave me a lot of the vocabulary I needed to articulate certain things if I ever got into certain conversations, which I'm trying not to get into period anymore. Um, but that was um, that was really, really good. Oh, no, it wasn't how to be anti-racist. I didn't get that. It's so you want to talk about race. That one I, I listened to and it was really, 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 really good. Um, but my favorite book so far, I would say... Honestly, it's one I just started reading, and it's called um, Eat the Frog, just because it helps so much with, um, with it helps me so much figure out how to plan and organize my day, which really helps me with my anxiety. Um, so I think Eat the Frog would be my favorite book of the year. Okay, great. So I have a few. My first one is such a, and these are all going to be actually written by black women um, because this year I was really, or not even the whole year, but probably like since May, I've been focused on reading books written by black women that tell black stories. So the first one is going to be Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. 
it's a great book. Like, I didn't even know really what it was about. I just loved the cover, and I knew she was a black woman. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. Then another one is Intercepted by Alexa Martin. I just love her books. Very, she's a romance novel girl as well. I love Intercepted. Um, another really good book that isn't fiction or like it's it's a collection of different stories. It's Well Read Black Girl. Great book. And then also Man We Reap was also a really good one. So that's my list for 2020. Um, and then a self-help book, but not by a black author. It's actually Untamed. And I really enjoyed that. I think the thing that stuck out to me most about that one was um, how she has a line about, like, how they put a cheetah in a cage. And the cheetah, like, kept thinking that he could, like, the cheetah would just run in a straight line because I've been in this cage for so long and was used to entertain. And how, like, the cheetah didn't even realize that it was free or something. Like, mm. I don't know. I got to find the direct quote. But it was a really good book. So, that's that. Okay. Look at you being all well-read. Now, my first question, just thinking about our own lives, and I'm taking it to personal, what is the best thing that happened to you this year in 2020? That is so silly, but it's so easy. I got buddy. (laughs) That was the best thing that has happened to me in 2020, which is, like, interesting because it's, like, I've gotten a promotion. To this point, I've lost, like, 32 pounds since, like, the last quarter. Um, but the best thing that's happened to me this year was getting my dog. Aww. I know. I'm a, I'm a little doggy mom. I'm a rescue dog mom. I'm a pity mom. So many things. Mine is surviving COVID. Aww, <laughs> that makes sense. I had other stuff, but then I really thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Girl, you survived COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And then, too, like, I know I didn't get the sickest, but... Still, I survived it. (laughs) That's the best thing that happened to me. (laughs) This pandemic did not come from my life. She (laughs) tried. (laughs) But we rebuked that. Amen. Amen and amen. That's my biggest thing. Now, what was your biggest accomplishment of the year? The biggest accomplishment of the year would be, um, I guess, my promotion. Getting promoted to a... Oh, we're not supposed to say what we do. Which is... Let me tell you something. This is getting so hard on uh, Clubhouse because it's like, I want to plug the podcast. I've taken it off my buyer, put it up one time. But it's also like, it's hard to plug the podcast and then also like talk about different things with my job. And then like, I feel like I need a burner account. But anyway, like getting promoted at my job. Um, it's probably been my biggest accomplishment this year. Yeah. So mine, and it's crazy because this happened in January, but I forgot buying my first house. <laughs> Literally, I was thinking, this, and I'm like, what did I do this year that I'm super proud of? But that is definitely like closing on my first home by myself, financing it by myself. Ain't no gifts from nobody for a down payment, honey. It was all me. <laughs> and just doing that, like big deal. I'm so proud of it's myself. Huge deal. And crazy still. I can't believe I did it, but Definitely my biggest accomplishment. What is the best investment you made this year? So it could be like an investment in yourself, a financial investment, any type of investment. What is the best thing that you put your money towards? I think the best thing I've put my money towards this year, oh, that's hard. Cause it's like, part of me wants to think about like, am I thinking about the stock that I purchased? Am I thinking about, but honestly, I feel like spending money, um, getting back on class, class app, and like spending that that money every month, which like significant, like between usually 
I'm at like between 130 and 190 like $200 so that I can like take the classes that I need to like feel and good. And ClassPass is a workout app to yeah. be specific. Yeah. So I can take the classes that I need to feel good to get back active and to lose weight. And I feel like that investment, it's hard because it's like you want to save money. I have goals. You want to save money for those goals. And like $200 every month, you know, for different workout classes is not cheap, right? But it's like, I feel like it's an investment that I've made in myself and in my personal health and my journey that I wish it was less, but like, it's worth, it's worth it, you know, in the long run. So I have two. My first one is going to be investing in my own self-managed portfolio. Um, That was one of the best investments I made. First of all, because it's pushed me to learn the stock market Mm. and also giving me the confidence that you can have your own portfolio. I think sometimes it can be intimidating to buy your own stock and to decide when to sell it, not have somebody like doing it for you. So that has been a great investment for me. Um, Buying Tesla stock. (laughs) A regret that I didn't buy more. Mm. If I had known better, I would have probably put like $8,000 on Tesla. Because the way it's a 50... Is this before it split or after? Well, I only got it because it split because I couldn't afford it before. But when it split, like, it's a 55% already. Like, I've doubled... You know, it's a 55%. I wish I would have bought more. Right. That was... And then number two would also be... Going to counseling, even though she kicked me out. um, (laughs) You gotta stop saying she kicked you out. Going to... Did I start going to counseling? No, I started last year. Yeah, and I mean, I went last year, but this year I started going to a black therapist, and that was probably, like, a great investment for Mm -hmm. me as well. Like, even though I knew my work was almost done as far as, like, what I needed to do, but she definitely helped push me and allow me to look at certain things in a different way. So those are my two best investments. Um... What are you most proud of this year? Ooh, okay. So what I'm most proud of this year, that's so hard. Part part of me, as silly as it sounds, is like I'm proud that I just made it this through this year because it's like the way I struggled with anxiety and depression due to like COVID and being so isolated. Like when you live alone, I'm a I'm an extrovert, so I get energized by being around people. And I live alone, right? And then I stopped going into the only place where I usually consistently would, like, be around people. Um, Hence getting the dog, right? (laughs) But, like, um, just making it through and really giving myself space to adjust, really being honest enough to, like, know um, when I needed to, like, see my my, uh, therapist more, when I need to see my psychiatrist, when I need to get on anti-anxiety meds, when I need to take time off from work you know, to really refocus and not, like, break down. Like, just being very super honest and transparent with myself. Um, when I need to really start throwing myself into, like, my my um, goals for fitness and weight loss, I think just coming to this end and really moving, right? Because I feel like a lot of times in the past, like, my goals are thrown off because something happens and throws a wrench in it and I can't adjust and I just get bogged down. But being able to be hit with so much and being able to adjust, you know, I feel like that's kind of what I'm most proudest. Is that, was that even a question? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I think for me, it's been um, first starting this podcast because I feel like you and I both talk about stuff a lot of times that yeah. we don't actually go for. It. And I think that's because, like, I know me, I'm a perfectionist in a lot of ways. And so because I'm a perfectionist, like, 
I tend to want everything to be perfect or want to have everything lined out before I just jump. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes that holds me back from oh, doing always. things. So us just starting this podcast, it's not perfect. Right now, y'all are probably hearing all types of stuff. We're not in a fancy <laughs> studio that in our mind we would have saved money and paid for a studio. And we would have a videographer here filming us and makeup and hair so that the visuals could go with the audio. No, we're in the trenches. But I'm proud that we're doing it. And I think that's, for me, like, a big thing. Like, walking the mission that I said I'm going to do. I think that's, like, that's the, my best, my favorite thing about this is that, like, we, we were just like, okay, what's the lowest cost way we can just get started? Because if we keep trying to figure out, like, how to get, and I do that all the time. Like, what's the best way I could do everything? And, like, the, what's it called? The enemy of good is, is perfection or yeah. something like that. And so it's, like, the fact that we just jumped in here and, like, just, just said we're gonna do it like i'm super proud of this like that's it. i'm very proud of us for doing that and i think that's gonna pour into other areas of our life so, real quick my second best investment is getting Susie, <laughs> getting this housekeeper girl just just a gift to myself every two weeks very true so that's what i'm most proud of that's one thing another thing is just like okay so when i went through my breakup i or not even my breakup, like when I got into a relationship, a lot of friends, I stopped hanging out with them as often, if, I, if I'm being honest, like, and it's different too, because some friends, I don't see them often at all, but right. a text or whatever is like, it works, mm-hmm. versus I have, I have a group of girlfriends that I really value, but we spend FaceTime together, like we're doing things together often, mm. and when I got in my relationship, I kind of just fell back, and also it was tension because I'm friends with this group through one of their sisters and me and that sister fell out. So Mm. then it was just weird. But I'm really proud of myself for putting myself back out there with them because it's kind of weird. Like you feel like you're coming back with your tail between your legs. If I'm being honest, I'm being completely transparent. It very much was like that type of vibe, right? Like I'm coming back. And I had to first off get out of that mindset because mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. And two, realize like, well, you do value these friends. So if you do feel like you're coming back, quote unquote, with your tail between your legs, it's fine because you know, like, how much you value them and you know that, like, you enjoy spending time with them. Right. And they didn't even make me feel like that. It was just more how so m- how I felt. I think a lot of girls have been in that position. I think a lot of girls have been in the position where they unknowingly, unwittingly, like, put put so much in a relationship and they don't, like, feed the other areas of their life that's important to them. And then when that ends, or even sometimes when it doesn't end, but when they get to a certain point with it, they're like, this isn't as, like, just having this isn't as fulfilling as it would be if I had other areas that also And then, me. too, I don't want to say it's just the relationship because I feel like that would be easy to blame. But, like, it's, again, to, like, me and the person who I was the closest to that introduced mm. me to this group of friends. Mm-hmm. We had a very bad falling out. And one of their sisters is the main person in that group. So right. that does create a different dynamic. Because right. I think at first everything was cool but once it was realized like me and her sister were not going to be friends anymore Mm -hmm. that does shift kind of you know like the dynamic of things because typically if we went on trips her sister would come and we're all going to mexico we're all going to the beach house right versus now it's like girl me your sister are at odds and like it's really not going to be healed you know so i think that was also a big layer of it but also part of it too was like i did get in a relationship and Two, I was working three jobs. That's a lot more than that. I forget too, like, because you remember I was working the three jobs yeah. at Barnes and Noble. But you stopped the three jobs because of the relationship too. 
No, I stopped at three jobs girl because I was tired. I know, but like and Barnes and Nobles was closing. True, but I'm telling you, like, because there was one point where he's like, "Girl, please don't get another job. I'll just pay you." Like, yeah, that is true. Like, you part didn't say of that. it, yeah, was like it. you did not have enough time to be with him and do three jobs. Yeah. So, but I don't regret no, no, stopping no, no. the three jobs was, for him. Was that was time. a better decision <laughs> by the long run because I feel like you have to explore things, right? And if I hadn't met another man, I still would have probably quit the jobs because yeah. I don't need three jobs. <laughs> and so, but well, I definitely the way do. We were working jobs. Yeah. I definitely do think it was, like, partially him, but also partially, like, again, the fallout. And so, either way, I'm just really proud that I have went back to this group and tried to work things out. Mm -hmm. And I'm already grateful. Like, it's just so nice to have that group of friends where they're like, we're doing this. We're doing that. Not right now because it's COVID, but it's so fun. One thing I envy you is that you definitely, and even though I say this and, like, Lisa probably be like, Chizzy, shut up. You have so many different groups of friends. I feel like you have, like, so many different groups of friends, which is so cool. Like, you have so many different groups of friends that you could do things with. Like, you always have options. Options as far as like Girl, going out, you what? definitely always have options. <laughs> one thing that Nulia has made, oh, one thing Chizzy has done is made like her whole apartment building. She has a little group now. They're like friends. Like she has like a little friends cast. Like this could be a sitcom where she's met these people at the dog park. They hang out all the time. That's true. And We're so, having a game night tonight. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, girl, what are you talking about, Miss Thomas? That's very true. But still, we need to have a show eventually about friendships. And, like, really dive into, like, friendships, longevity, friendship breakups. Because I think we've both experienced friendships. And then breakups. also, one thing I would love to talk about, too, that we're going to have to table is, like, how your friends that you're closest to or you see the most, you put more expectations on. Because hmm. I feel like that's definitely a conversation to be had. But anyway, let's <laughs> save that for a later date. Okay. What is a first that you did this year? Something that was a first. A first that I did this year. Girl. Mine, I ate oysters for the first time. I had never eaten oysters. I ate them at the start of 2020, and what? then I was obsessed. Is yeah. that the thing that... Yeah, get... girl. I remember I became obsessed, and I was like a pro. I can't believe that's... You just started eating them this year? Yeah, I just started eating them in 2020. Like, January 2020, I tried them, or like, February. I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> and then, after that, every time we go somewhere, I'm like, oh, I want oysters. <laughs> the way I am shocked. So, that was like random, but that was my first of the year. Did I have any first this year? I think, well, this is the first time, have any plants? Well, this is like, I think I was the first time plant owner. Okay. Which now I have like literally, I think 20 plants um, in different sizes. Yeah, there's a lot around here. (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely enjoyed the trend of horticulture. Girl. (laughs) That is a fact. So like that's, and that's a big thing where it's like, and I know I'm going to get more, right? (laughs) So I think being a plant mommy, this is like my first time being a plant mommy. And I, I, I highly subscribe to it. When is something that you deserve a round of applause for getting through this year? Child. I feel like you're going to say COVID. Are you going to say COVID? No. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think getting through just my, I mean, a lot comes back to work, right? Because for me, it's like work and sleep. But like just getting through the work BS, I think that's like, it, it's a lot. Like getting through work and COVID and having to work a lot of hours alone is just was very stressful so getting through that was a lot for me so mine i'm gonna say getting through heartbreak completely because i feel like 2019 i was still in the process of like grieving but 2020 i completely got through like being heartbroken and being like sad and so for me was there a a watershed moment was there an aha moment a breakthrough moment where you feel like i'm gonna keep it 100 i kind of do subscribe to the idea like start dating 
pretty quickly like don't take forever to quote unquote heal because once you get back out there you really do realize like girl (laughs) these people are a dime a dozen and so that was part of it and I don't think there was a watershed moment but I just think like one day I woke up and I was like I don't even want this anymore like I you know I don't want to carry this burden this guilt also even if he came back tomorrow I would not even want to be and honestly too probably him coming back is also what made me like really realize like girl you don't want this man right that's true that's very 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 true and i'm very happy to hear it because you know i've been team f him forever yeah (laughs) okay what's something new that you discovered about yourself I discovered that I really love interior decorating (laughs) (laughs) to the 10th degree. And I know many women say this, but like, and not just interior decorating, even though yes, in general, like I I was even considering, and I'm glad I didn't do it this year, but taking some community classes on um, community college classes on interior decorating, but just too busy with work. But I love, I kind of love secondhand, um, buying secondhand pieces and like, curating a vibe like I wish eventually I'm gonna do like a YouTube video about like my apartment um but I just really like I really really enjoy it like it just brings me so much joy and I just never would have thought like it never was a thing where like you know how like everyone has their Pinterest boards of like oh my house is gonna look like this but like to really like bring it to life but you did you brought this vision to life like her place could be in a catalog like it's a vibe and I just love like like, because, you know, you've always just, and it's, my next step is to do that with my wardrobe, where it's, like, you have a certain focus of, like, how you want something to look and what you want it to say about you, right? And I feel like before my apartment didn't say anything, right? And now I feel like it says something, it speaks, like, it feels, like, lived and it feels personal. And the next step for me is to bring that to my wardrobe. Yeah. I think for me, I learned that I don't like to be alone as much as I think I do, um during quarantine it just made me realize that like I do need that engagement more than Mm. I thought I did and so one big thing is realizing like when this is over I really have to be mindful like kind of applying pressure to friends that aren't the type to meet up like hey for me and my friendship it's important that we hang out yeah and it might not be important to you but I need for you to meet me halfway on this and make the effort because for me it's important you know like you know what's so interesting, though? It's funny because it's like sometimes I feel like, but am I one of those friends you think needs to improve on that? Because sometimes I feel like I'm too much like, in because I'm an extrovert, right? So I always want to be out with y'all or out doing stuff. No, I appreciate that. And that's what I need more of. Like, I think there's other friends where it's like, I don't ever see you. Like, I don't mm. think it should be a year before I see you. Even if we do talk every day, like we can make the effort to go grab a coffee or like do something face to face. Like that's important to me now. And I realize that. Mm -hmm. And then also just for myself, like stop saying no to going places because now you wish you would have said yeah to doing this, that or whatever. I need that interaction. And it does fuel me. I'm not like a straight up extrovert, but I don't know what I'm called child, but that's one thing I did learn about myself. Um, what was your biggest waste of money? Girl. (laughs) it's hard okay when you say waste of money like what's the one thing you bought or like some money that you spent this year where you're like yeah i really could have not um bruh i feel like there's so many little that's my problem i don't really do one big thing right like i'm not gonna go get like a purse or this or that i just do a lot of little things um in totality my biggest waste of money was doordash and like food delivery I Ooh, think girl, that same. was like, <laughs> I actually 
deleted Uber Eats from my phone because I just, the amount of money I was spending on like Uber Eats, fees and stuff, it was ridiculous. And so I had to be honest with myself that like, this is eating up too much of your money. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to excuse it because right now we're in a pandemic. Right, right. Because before this, I never ordered DoorDash or Uber Eats. I'm cheap. So I would be like, (laughs) like, I'll spend some money, but I'm like, oh no, this is a waste of money. So the way that I would normally be like, oh no, honey, um... You're going to have to, you know, like, mm-hmm. no, I'll drive to go get this. Mm-hmm. No, but pandemic, it's like, oh, yeah, you might as well bring it to my door and drop it <laughs> off. So definitely Uber Eats, DoorDash. See, I thought you were going to say Amazon. Oh, that too. That's also on my <laughs> list. <laughs> the other one is Amazon. And again, I'm blaming TikTok, which I also love. But I have bought so much stuff I love from Amazon. TikTok really fuels you to Amazon. <laughs> Where there's nothing I've seen on TikTok that I've bought. You haven't? Like, I got the tray for when you're in the tub that it, like, lays across you. I do love you. that. Got one of those now. <laughs> have my glass of wine. Have my iPad. My I cell actually phone, really, because you know, I'll be, I'll be in a bath for three hours. Yeah, that's me, girl. I'm comfy now. I don't have to worry where I'm going to put stuff. Mm-hmm. It's chilling. Then these light bulbs that change colors. I love the stuff, but, like, some stuff, it's like, you didn't need this. Uh-huh. You didn't need to spend this money. But Amazon, it's at your door. Call Quickly. Yeah, and then, like, other crazy stuff, which this is TMI, but, like, sex toys. I, like, get bored. <laughs> from and, Amazon? Yeah, I bought, like, three from Amazon, because I was like, seems cool. Let's try it. Like, That's so funny. So, anyway, Amazon. Also. Like, Amazon doesn't have the best range when it comes to... Girl, they have... No, they have so much. Really? Yes. <laughs> like, every single time. Well, we're going to say that for the Patreon. <laughs> I've never even seen before. And I ordered it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. <laughs> Very funny. Um, y'all, you know what? There is a first. <laughs> but I will not be putting it on this podcast. But there is a first. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That's funny. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And then, okay, what did you let go of this year? I think I let go of, um, well, for one, I let go of a man that I was, like, really attracted to and had a connection with, but it wasn't what I wanted. So... Happy about that. Um, I feel like I'm getting better at picking and choosing and dating. Um, I'm getting better at getting closer to what I want, um, but still not there. And so, but for for another thing, I feel like, I think I, I let go of some of the expectations I had on myself, especially like I turned 31 this year. Did we not say our age on here? Whatever. I mean, why does it matter? You're 31. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I turned 31 this year and I had so many thoughts of like what I would be, where I would be. And just to like breathe and just be like, eh, that's not what happened. That's not how it played out. And that's cool. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me in 2020, I have, and I quote, I let go of all my old hoes. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a few. So I let go of all the men in my life taking up space. I'm grateful for that. Um, I let go this, and it's funny how, like, we take notes for the podcast, <laughs> but I'm laughing because, like, I'll take a note and be like, this is dramatic. I'll write it. I'll literally, like, write a footnote, like, this is dramatic. But another thing I let go of, and this is going to sound very dramatic and extra, and I tend to do that, like, I'm overstating because when I say this, Tracy's going to be like, I didn't even think this was how you were or, like, something that you struggled with. Mm-hmm. But... I let go maybe of, like, the bitterness I had towards seeing everyone seemingly get what I thought I wanted. Mm. And I think bitterness is a bit extra of a term, but I didn't know how else to describe it. Maybe resentment of, like, seeing everybody else get married, Mm -hmm. get engaged, Mm -hmm. have babies, and being like, dang, like, I wish that was me. 
I've let go of that where now it's like before I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them. But then like five minutes later, that moment would be like, dang, maybe right. not even five minutes later, maybe two hours later when you get home or like once it processes, you're like, I'm so happy for them. But I wish it was my turn, God. Mm. I wish it was. I, I was will next. say like the crazy thing is I don't even feel that way with people I know, but I just get tired of seeing it on my Facebook timeline for like all these people that like I'm not even that close to. It's like, ugh. But I don't know if, like, that many people that you are friends with have had, like, babies and got a marriage. No, no, no. And that's the thing, too. It's different. Your siblings, that's, like, your marriage. That's, like, your babies. Okay. But friends, I feel like that's a different type of... Yeah. Like, when those start happening back-to-back, I think that makes it a different type of, like... That's true. It's not quite the same. That's true. And so, for me, I'm really proud of that because, like, I've gotten three big newses, and all of them I'm like just genuinely excited and happy for the people. Aww. I'm not like, oh man, why not me, God? What is the prayer? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, God, it's coming for me whenever it comes, but I don't even care right now. I'm focused on just being happy for this person. You know what's also crazy? Like, before, I feel like I was hyper focused on like, I'm gonna get mad, I'm gonna have kids, and now it's like, I really just, I would love like a partnership, right? Like, that would lead to like marriage and building and stuff. And I, I guess I eventually have to have kids sooner than later just because of, like, the timeline. But honestly, if I could chill on having kids for a while, I would love to because I really, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I enjoy so much of my life, right? It's just, like, there is times and there are spaces where it's, like, I would love to have, like, a partner here. But I really enjoy so much of my single life and so much of the things I can do. Yeah, me too. Me too. I definitely do, but... I definitely think it has been work to let go of the timeline, mm-hmm. to let go of where you think you should be as you stated. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just really proud for me. I've let go of any of that. And I didn't know. I feel like I've let go of it a while ago, but nothing has happened to like allow me to test it. Because you can think whatever you want to think about like who you are, what your beliefs are, how you handle things. We can all say what we would do in hypotheticals. Right. But the real test of like your growth is when it's that time where you're actually tested. Mm. And so here recently, towards the end of 2020, I've actually had the test where it's like, no, I have grown because like my reactions, my behavior, my thought process. Because again, like I would never say anything to anyone, but how I would process it. But now it's like, no, I'm processing it in a totally different way. So I actually see the result of the growth. Love it. Also, I keep remembering answers to your old questions later. Okay, girl. See, uh, it's too uh, late. Listen, we're no, no, no. But real quick. Because we're an hour in now. Another first is I have my first facial. Okay. And I had a dermaplane facial. Love it. But I'm also so sad because now I want to keep having them. Well, we'll talk about that in another episode, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> what did you learn about dating? Maybe yourself in dating, maybe dating in general. Like, I just what did you learn from dating this year? One thing I learned about dating. In a pandemic. Okay, we dating in a child, panoramic. <laughs> it is, it's work for one, but you just have to keep going. I think my problem is I get tired and I tap out. You get tired like after the first, you don't even get to the first date and you're already tired. So that's I the hard part so- too. You put so much expectation on the first date not- and it, it's like, man, this is not Cinderella. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even know if it's so much expectation on the first date, but it's, like, the fact that, like, you have to, like, not that you have to date so many people, but, like, there's so many options, and you're trying to weave through these options, and you're trying to, like, you know, use discernment and figure out who you should give your number to, then who you should, like, go on dates with, and it's, like, 
I think I had like a two or three week period where I was on like a date every week and I just got tired. It's like, none of these are working out. None of these is really what I want. And I just have to keep looking at people and keep talking to people and keep having the same, what do you do? What do you do? What do you like? What do you look like? Oh, it's just like spare. Like, can someone match make me already? Like, it's just, it gets to a point where it's like, I don't, I don't want it. I'm not interested. And so I tap out and I really realize that like consistency, just like in all things is key. And I really have to just keep plugging at it and you like do. not let up. And so that is going to be one of the things I have to think about for 2021. Yes, I agree. So for me, the first thing I learned is you have to learn how to walk away. Mm. And really trust that what you're leaving is not all that God has for you. Amen. Um, I struggle with that so much. And I don't know if it's first of all like... The guy I was dating off and on this year, he told me, and I quote, he's like, you don't like to lose. Like, you don't like to be rejected. Like, you're used to getting everything you want. Same. And the fact that you can't have something, it makes it more, like, you know, like, appealing. you're that type of person. Like, it makes it more appealing. Mm-hmm. And you just can't process that somebody's mm-hmm. telling you no. And at first I was like, wait a second. But honestly, that was a word. He was right. He was like, you don't even want me. He's like, you just want to <laughs> win. And so that's number one. And then. So that was, like, so true. And then also realizing just, like, if I'm not being treated well, I'm not being treated well. And I know it. I cannot fake it. I cannot delude myself into thinking that it's not what's happening. Like, it just is not going to sit right with me. So why do you even allow yourself to allow it to prolong? Right. Because definitely there was a situation this year with the same guy where, like, you're not giving me everything I need, but I keep trying to make it fit. Mm. And I can't do that. Because at the end of the day... If the shit ends, it's still going to end. But right. all you do is just take longer to try to make yourself fit a wooden peg into whatever square, whatever that's saying. Right. It's like, let it go. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm here. I believe it. And so those are the probably the biggest lessons. And like you said, it's work. Like, dating is not easy. It's a job. And, okay, so to wrap it up, to end our 2020 recap, unless you have any 2020 questions about anything you want to remember. I think you get everything. Where are the, just, if you had to look at 2020 in a whole, what are three words to describe your 2020? Girl, three words. Um, I think I would say for one, resilient. Um, for another, connection. Um, and then finally, I think just rest. Yeah. I like those. For me, my three are going to be introspection because a lot of self-work was done. My second one would be, uh, I'm trying to think, child, three words. Introspection would be the first one. Number two would be joy. I had a lot of joy even, and I'm going to say it's really joy because so much has happened this year that's like bad stuff, but Mm -hmm. somehow I managed to like still get up, still be happy. And I think that's joy from God, like bringing just a peace over me. Sorry, this sounds like we're on um, Christian radio. <laughs> the way I keep dropping God, my bad, y'all. Sorry if you're a non-believer or whatever you believe in. You get the point. <laughs> um, and the third one would just be rough. It was rough at times, and that's the real. Do you think – it's interesting that you say introspection because I remember you saying this, and I think you said it on the podcast. I've said it doing, several times. <laughs> you're not doing any more self-work. <laughs> 
This is that's again like I think this time it's like not being self work. We're like I'm forcing myself to do it. I'm not mm. sitting down and making a list of what I'm gonna change and blah 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 blah. I did make a list yesterday, but like <laughs> just in general, it was like this mental thing. It was just like things would happen, and I would have to think like and be introspective. But like, okay, how are you gonna handle this? What mm. crystal are you gonna be? Mm-hmm. And that's more so. So it's been like the when you're I'm up in bed. I'm right. not sitting in the dugout saying what I'm gonna do. No. I'm up at bed. I got the. I like it. You got the bit, bit fast face. What is that? The, yeah, girl. You see, I didn't know. I got the bat in my hand, and it's been time like with my car. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. bitch, you're not in the dugout. It's cute what you're saying about how you just gonna be calm or whatever. No, right. you're up at bed. Right. And this car is fifteen hundred dollars to fix. Right. Now are you gonna cry about it and say your life is terrible and this one nothing works for you? Or are you gonna say, you know what, God? Let's flip it. Let's look at the fact like I have the fifteen hundred, which is a blessing in mm-hmm. itself. Let's that it is fixable, that I don't have a car note. Like, you know, those type of things. Like right. with the man, like he's playing you. He got you out here looking dumb. Are you gonna accept this and just tell yourself it's enough? Or are you gonna be real with yourself and walk out the door? Mm-hmm. And it's like I walked out and then I came back a few times. <laughs> but at the end I walked out. And so that's the introspection, I think, more so. Love it. So one question I'll post to you before I give you the final question I have. <laughs> Do you think you're going back to therapy? Are you going to go back to the black lady who fired you next year? I probably will go for a checkup. <laughs> Maybe like, like a few it. months. Yeah. What about you? I, I mean, I'm for sure we'll go back. I'm yeah. Sure. I think um, I just need it to be like, sometimes it's like, okay, I need to run through this course and then get to the next stage and then we could fit, figure out how we can get me. You know. Yeah. I mean? Or like, I need to run through this course and have stuff that I can talk about that has mm-hmm. happened in this course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my final question, what are the top three goals or um, sometimes people don't like using goals. Um, if it's not a goal, if it's something that you're working on becoming, um, like a person you're working on becoming. So what are those for you for next year? Um, in the words of Beyonce, I'm stepping out hotter this year. Like, um, Never heard that. honestly, it's just like one thing, uh, like, okay, I have a long list, not really a long <laughs> list, but the one big thing is like, obviously like continuing my financial literacy journey of like, mm. I've done a lot. I'm so proud. Like, when I sit and really think about, like, who Crystal was at 24 or 25 with money, not even 25, 28 with money, (laughs) and who Crystal is now at 31 with money, like, whoa. Right. And so, but it's just, like, I know I'm doing great, but I could be doing even better, and that is one big goal for me. Like, what's the next level, and how do you get there being responsible with your money and growing your money and really being financially, like, on a different page, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Um, number two is just like living a full life, you know? Making sure that I am doing all that I want to do and enjoying life. And that's really it. I don't really have too much. Like, I'm just trying to apply pressure in all areas of my life. Aw, look at you. So for me, definitely not just um, like being focused on my net worth. Sorry, net worth, like being focused on um, really like digging, digging, digging in on how to increase my income and decrease my expenses, decrease my cost of living and my lifestyle of living. Like I feel like as you budget, though, you'll when you budget it, 
forces you to cut stuff. Right. And <laughs> the I, way my cell phone bill went from one twenty to now I pay fifty dollars for a cell phone bill because once you and then like once you do it, you'll never go back. I'll never pay more than sixty dollars for a cell phone bill. So things have to adjust because so of this that. Is the thing. So <laughs> like I budget right. Like I've been budgeting since Dave. But um, and one thing that I have done well, which I'm very proud of, is that my lifestyle has not increased with my salary increases. Yeah, that's great. Um, the hard part with that is like there's certain things that I'll set goals for and those goals need money. So that's why I really struggle where it's like one of my goals was weight loss that requires money. Um, so that's why I really struggle, but still trying to figure out, okay, what can I cut out? What can I do? But one of the key things I want for next year is to increase my income and to decrease um either to stabilize or decrease my cost of living so I can have more money saved. Because another thing I want next year is to really have assets that bring me money. So um, a huge goal is to get a duplex that I can have income from and then can also cut my expenses. And then the last thing is, of course, listen, I am beautiful. And I just really coming into like, you know how some years it's like you feel like you lose yourself. And I feel like 2020, I kind of really lost myself because um 20 the end of 2019 is like when we first started going to spin september 2019 and then we got that personal trainer that we were working with and then so from september of 2019 to march of 2020 before the lockdown happened it was like i've always like worked on losing weight but usually focused more on the nutrition but like that six months period was the first time that i was really going hard and it wasn't just like like working out was just part of who I was right and then the lockdown happened and it like threw me for a loop and it really like threw me off and I feel like I kind of just lost so much um self-confidence yeah and because it's like I'm not working out I'm here all the time and my default is to emotionally eat right so I'm literally there was like a couple of weeks where it's like every other day I I made myself a Sunday like (laughs) just insanity right so like I fell off in my goals, I lost confidence, I gained weight. And so I think my last goal is just to like really get back to myself and not just how I look, but like the value I take in myself, the value I take in the care of myself um, and really just get back in my bag and realizing my value. Like sometimes I feel like, and cause one thing I'm always trying to remind myself in, cause like back to dating, there was a guy that like, um, I, I thought he was cute. I, I liked, like, he had an interesting background. He wanted to talk. We talked for, like, an hour and a half. Didn't hear from him again. Like, just weird stuff like that, where, like, sometimes they'll just mind of me, where it's like, well, why? And, da, 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 da. and then it's just, like, having to remind myself, like, I'm you are valuable. You don't need to chase or, like, really ponder anything that does not want to chase you. Like, you are valuable. Like, just really reminding myself of my value and staying in my value and staying in my bag. Because it's like, I'll ignore, like, the 50 guys who want to talk to me and focus on the one guy who's not being yeah. responsive. And just having to, like, remind... Like, even I was thinking about um, getting... Not getting back with Deputy, but, like, hitting up Deputy. And just having to remind myself, like, you are valuable. And you have to, like, treat yourself like you're valuable. And yeah. not treat yourself in ways that d- diminish your own view of your own value. And so that is a big thing that I'm already in, but I'm going to really work on in 2021 as well, because like, I just want to like be at a place personally where it's like, I have value, not because I say it, because someone would just say they have value and it's like, what about you is bringing value? But like, 
I have all these areas where it's like I have worked and and sown seeds and I'm gonna harvest you know these different things but like just truly understanding like I I am valuable and I will be valued and I will value myself Amen, sis. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that y'all all take time to maybe just reflect on some of the questions that we asked. Maybe write them down because these years move so quickly that we literally forget, like, all that we've, you know, overcome, whatever. And it's nothing like having it on pen and paper. So you can go back next year in 2021 if you do hit a rough patch and be like, listen, in 2020, this rough patch happened and you survived it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, um, thank y'all for listening. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Toodles.